Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast here at NBC Sports. I'm Kurt Heelan, the managing editor of the NBA page. And today, actually, this is a really a little bit shorter than normal podcast, but it's a really fun conversation with Grant Hill, the Duke legend, basketball Hall of Famer, seven-time NBA All-Star, five-time All-NBA, just a legend in the NBA, a legend at Duke who has gone on to accomplish so much after his career. He is now a part owner of, co-owner and kind of the face of the Atlanta Hawks, as well as the new head of USA Basketball. There's a lot to talk about. We get into all that, plus uh, some men's health issues that he's promoting that are very important. So enjoy this conversation. Thanks for listening. And of course, Dan and I will be back with lots more PBT podcasts in the coming weeks as we start to preview the NBA season. First off, Grant, I want to really thank you for taking the time to do this and getting out and and promoting what is an important health issue. Um, but I kind of wanted to start because with the start of the NBA season, health has kind of been <laughs> a big topic around the league. I, I know with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Travis said that the team would be 100% vaccinated by the start of the season. But I'm more curious about how you approach that as an organization with players and, and in preparing for that. Well, you know, Travis certainly has that under control in, in our basketball operations department. And, you know, a lot of it is is the league. I mean, the league has mandated some policies and some things that they expect from players and organizations. And so we have to follow those orders. But, you know, I think thankfully um, our players, um, you know, get it. And, and as Travis has stated, we, we will be uh, we'll be there. We'll, we'll have 100 percent vaccination. So. Um, I, you know, personally, just not speaking on behalf of the organization, but personally speaking, you know, I think that it's a, it's a great thing and I'm excited for that. Excited our young, our young players will, will be vaccinated, will be uh, healthy, in, in my opinion, and also give them an opportunity to, to you know, to, to not miss games be as a result. And uh, we had such an exciting uh, second half of the regular season with the Hawks and, and great playoffs. And you want to build upon that momentum. You want to build cohesion. You know, you want to continue to build that camaraderie that we experienced last season. And so having everybody there and a couple of new faces as well, you know, gives us the best opportunity for success this upcoming season. Yeah. Does, I mean, I know the league has put in some mandates, like you said about players who are unvaccinated, but in general, are our, Teams now getting, I don't want to say used to, but learning how to deal with just the, all the hurdles are just kind of in place to deal with this in general now and, and kind of getting on with basketball. Yeah, I mean, you think about, you know, since the pandemic began and the restart in the Orlando bubble and then last year, 
you know, I don't know if, if people fully understand just how difficult and challenging that's been uh, for NBA teams and players and coaches and training staffs and everyone that's a part of an NBA sort of traveling party, uh, getting tested every day. I mean, the restrictions, the, uh, the sacrifices they had to make. Um, you know, I think for us at home, it's been great. You know, as fans, it's been a, uh, a welcome departure and a chance to sort of, you know, fall in love and, 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 and watch sports. But these athletes, these coaches have really made uh, some sacrifices this last year. So I say all that to say that I, I do think that uh, the players are, are resilient. I think the players and coaches have uh, have endured and been through quite a, a big deal and they're accustomed. They're accustomed to sort of, okay, what do we need to do so we can go out and do what we love to do? And that's play basketball. And I think also in the process, players have been informed and learned and, you know, and, and, and have, you know, definitely taken the time to investigate in some cases. And, you know, look, there's been some noise right now, obviously, and understandably so, but a majority of the league, over 90% of the players are already vaccinated. And so uh, I anticipate we'll, we'll, that'll, that'll continue to go up and we'll get close to 100% before the start of the season. Yeah, I think if I think more than a few players are going to look at the restrictions just outside, you know, the, the, uh, the big name pay stuff is I don't want to go through those hurdles. It's just going to be worth it to to get it done. You've kind of I, I you've stepped out now and you are uh, we said you were out here talking about health. You've kind of stepped out to inform people and get involved with uh, talking about prostate cancer. I mean, how did this come about and why did you get involved? Well, you know, for me, it, it happened a few years ago uh, as it relates to prostate cancer. You know, with us in the Hawks, we've uh, done a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot with trying to, to spread the message on prostate cancer and encourage people to get checked out. Um, but, you know, now this Start Strong campaign is so important, the mission that I'm excited about. Um, you know, prostate cancer disproportionately impacts African-American men. And African-American males are twice... Uh, or twice as likely to test, uh, or to, excuse me, to, to be diagnosed with prostate cancer, and two and a half times as likely um, to die from prostate cancer than Caucasian males. And so one in seven African-American men uh, will test uh, and, and be diagnosed for, for prostate cancer during their lifetime. Uh, and, and it's a problem. These numbers are incredible. I mean, it's something that if detected early can be treated and treated very easily. Uh, so to, to be able to get out here and, and, and spread the message, shine light, educate and inform and ultimately change that narrative is something I'm very, very excited about. And I think you mentioned uh, the thing that was that kind of jumped out to me, which is that this does disproportionately impact African-American men. And, and not only are you speaking to them, I mean, you're in a market in Atlanta where I think you are, can reach a lot of people with that kind of with that message. Yeah, I mean, look, this prostate cancer, it, it hits everybody. Yes, it disproportionately impacts African-American men. Atlanta, a very diverse, uh, you know, a large African-American, um, you know, sort of uh, not just a customer for the Hawks, but just a, uh, in terms of residents in, in Atlanta and the surrounding areas. And so um, we have to be proactive. You know, as a professional athlete, you're accustomed to taking ownership of your health. Your body is your livelihood. And so you have to take ownership. Well, I'm asking, you know, all Atlanta residents and all your viewers and audience out there to be like a professional athlete, take ownership of your health, go see the doctor, go get a checkup, 
as I'm sure you know, men, we don't typically like to go to the doctor. You know, we don't go unless there's something really, really wrong. And even sometimes when there's something really, really wrong, we still don't go. Uh, and that's, you know, that's for all men and definitely African-American men as well. But we have to be proactive. We have to go meet with the doctor, uh, obviously get screened. The screening process, there's some stigma to it. There's a little bit of uncertainty as to what that is. I can assure you it's very different than what it was 30 years ago. I mean, we've evolved on that front like we have in so many things. Um, but we have to get out there. We have to go. And then, you know what? I ask, it's not just on the men. I, I implore, I beg the women uh, to be able to, the, 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 the spouses, the, the daughters, the cousins, the sisters, the mothers, uh, to, to, to really get these men. Sometimes as men, we need to be nudged a little bit and told, hey, you need to go out here. This is going to help you. You need to go get checked. Uh, but together, you know, we can we can really make a difference. And it's something that I'm proud that we can do. And you know, I'm also proud to partner with Dendrion Pharmaceuticals on this effort, on this initiative, on this mission. Uh, and to all your viewers, I know I've thrown a lot at them, but I want to tell them they can, they can go and log on and, and read up and learn more and access prescribing information at the website, at the website www.startstrong.us. So uh, after the Tokyo Olympics ended, you picked up a little part-time job running USA basketball, uh, not exactly part-time and not exactly a job you're getting to ease into because the turnaround time for qualifying for World Cup is fast. It, it is fast. In two years, we will be playing in the World Cup championships in Indonesia. Uh, there's a coaching staff uh, that has to be assembled and obviously a roster down the road. Uh, so you don't have that normal lead up and preparation time like you would every four years. Um, and on top of that, the, the rest of the world is better. You know, the international game is actually a very different game than the NBA game. It's called differently. There's more physicality. It's the style of play is different. Uh, so we've had great success in recent years, and uh, we want to continue with that trend, and we want to continue to, 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 to go for gold medals. But it's not going to be easy, and we're going to have to work cut out for us. It's not a ceremonial position by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but we got to, you know, we got to come together as a group and uh, understand and respect uh, our opponents in the international game and uh, do all we can to continue with this streak of gold medals. I, and I don't mean this as a slight to Jerry Colangelo, but you come in as somebody who has won gold for USA in, in the Olympics and has, has played in international games. Does that give you a different perspective and, and ability? I don't know, maybe ability to talk to players on a certain level. I mean, Jerry was great. First of all, Jerry kind of came in, revamped, restructured um, the USA basketball program, the men's national team, and, and certainly the results speak for themselves. Um, but, you know, I, I think I have a unique perspective as well. I was a former player, played in the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta on that gold medal team. Um, you know, obviously my role, vice chairman, ownership with the Atlanta Hawks, um, you know, broadcaster of the game. I, mean, I just, I, I, I think... Um, you know, my set of perspectives and my perspective and set of experiences will certainly help me uh, as we move forward. And you know what, since I've retired from playing in 2013, like everything in life, the, the league has changed. You know, players today are different. They've had a different set of experiences. And so understanding that uh, and applying that as we uh, move forward and in some areas, figuring out how we can enhance the experience and give us the best opportunity for success. 
these are things that I'm all over and excited about and look forward to this incredible challenge. When you're searching for a coach now and you're, you're replacing, it's been, it's been a couple of legends in a row with Krzyzewski and then Popovich. I mean, what are the, I don't want to say criteria, but what are you looking for? What do you need to find to make this kind of work? And like you said, it's a, it's a challenging environment out there now. Yeah, you know, it is a challenging environment. And uh, I think the great thing is that there's a, a number of worthy uh, and capable coaches um, who are out there, who, who, who I would imagine are interested in too. And so, uh, but it's tricky, you know, you, you want to find the right personalities, the right, uh, the right um, balance of, 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 of experiences on your staff. Uh, and find that right leader who you believe in and that you feel that can take this program and, and continue uh, to have that kind of success we've had. And someone who I'm going to work with, you know, someone who I'm going to be attached at the hip with and sort of a partnership in, 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 in a lot of ways. And, and there's someone who understands the USA or excuse me, the international game and understands there's a big difference between uh, the NBA game and, and the international game. And so um, you know, there, there are some people out there I'm working on that. I hope in the next couple of months or so that we can uh, at least have a, a coach and a staff uh, announced and uh, and we can check that box and uh, and just continue moving forward. And, uh, you know, next summer, maybe having a mini camp, bringing some players out there, getting them in the pipeline, evaluating talent, because like you said, 2023 is right around the corner and it'll be upon us here real soon. With the coach, and, and you had this, uh, you know, USA Basketball had this with, with Krzyzewski, with Popovich, you had somebody guys wanted to play for. Kevin Durant specifically talked about wanting to do this partially this summer, in part because he wanted to play with, for Popovich. Is that a factor in this? Like finding, I mean, I think this applies to a lot of the coaches you're looking at, but finding someone players gravitate towards, players want to play for. You know, I mean, I think it's 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 part partly that. I mean, I think it's it's also playing for your country, playing on the Olympic stage. You know, I got a chance to, to see Kevin Dur uh, Durant and and you know spend some time with him in Vegas as they were pre preparing for Tokyo this summer. And you know, I just get the sense that he loves it. He loves you know playing at that high level. And and uh, look, I mean, here's a guy. You know, we'll stay on Durant. Uh, had a devastating injury two years ago. Um, you know, sat out a whole, excuse me, three years ago, sat out a whole year, played a tough year, had a tough playoff series. He had to be exhausted and he wanted to be a part of this. He wanted to be a part of this experience. And, you know, this year with, with the, you know, with the season and the, 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 the quick restart from last year to, excuse me, to, to from the bubble to last year and just of all the injuries, I was surprised actually that they had the turnout. You had the level of stars who wanted to be a part of this. And so, you know, it's become a thing. I think guys enjoy it, but yeah, finding the right coach, right personality, people respect uh, someone who understands the international game, understands how to manage personalities, obviously has a, you know, basketball acumen in terms of coaching. Uh, there's a lot of hats to wear, if you will, for that particular person. But, uh, you know, I believe we'll find that person. I'm excited about assembling this staff and working with them to uh, to go after and pursue a gold medal or two. <laughs> you uh, you obviously had an illustrious playing career at Duke and through the NBA and internationally. So uh, how many Grant Hill NFTs are out there? <laughs> 
Well, you know, I did did partner with uh, Aria Exchange and uh, excited about the NFT world. And that I tell you, that is uh, revolutionizing the player um, or the athlete fan connection. And uh, and so it's 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 really going to change the game. And collectibles is a whole industry that's been around at least my entire lifetime. And I remember the the shoe boxes with, you know, I used to collect football cards back in the late seventies and I still have them at my parents' house. Uh, But now um, the financial rewards, uh, particularly on the secondary market for the athlete and the fan, um, it's just going to revolutionize this, this, this whole space. And so uh, it's fun to be a part of it and fun to see it. And you'll see some Grand Hill NFTs here and there. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure there's more than a few. And yeah, I, I don't, I had the same box at home of football cards and I don't want to discuss when I sorted through them. I'm like, why do I need seven of these? And how many Walter Payton rookie cards I just got rid of and now kind of regret. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. worth something now. That's for yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, and, and it, this does, it does, it does, you mentioned something though, this, I mean, it's, it's sort of the cards, but it's the, it does energize a digital age, right? A, a, a young person who comes up in a digital age sees these collectibles in a way that maybe it took a while for people of our generation to kind of grasp. You know, it, it does. I mean, look, I mean, I think for, for young people and old people, I mean, technology uh, has certainly changed how we live and how we operate. And, and there's a whole generation of young people who that's all they know. And, and that's that's the language they speak. Uh, and so to sort of merge those two worlds, the world of collectibles, um, sort of with this you know digital world that we're in right now, it's genius. And you almost think like you're surprised it didn't happen earlier. But but anything you know in the collectible space. I mean, I collect. My wife and I have a we have a vast collection of African American art. You know, art is something that can be uh, used or converted into an NFT. And so. Um, it, it, it's it's still rolling out there, and I think people are still trying to sort of understand it. But like, it really will change the game, and um, it's it's really impressive. And um, and so you know, but for athletes and you know legends who've played in the past, and current athletes and uh, celebrities, I mean, it's it's a real thing. I know you've thank you again for doing this. I know you've got other commitments today, time wise. So I'm just going to throw one last question at you, just an easy simple something. <laughs> Obviously, the Hawks had this tremendous and exciting run, and, and it brings a lot of energy to the team this year. How do you build on that? What do they need to do to build on it? And an East that, frankly, just got deeper and better during the offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the Eastern Conference is improved. You know, you, you, you got Milwaukee, who's won the championship. Philadelphia, I know there's a lot of noise there right now. But, you know, MB was playing on one leg last year in that second-round series. Uh, Miami, you know, they were they were beat up after the the bubble getting to the finals, much like the Lakers were. And just, you know, they'll be better. They'll be stronger. They added Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker to their roster. I mean, all up and down the Eastern Conference is going to be better. But, you know, that experience last year, I thought, was magical for us. And it all came together. Um, we, we, we learned to play for one another. There was just this incredible spirit and energy in that locker room. Uh, and it was fun to watch, you know, it was fun to be there in the playoffs. It was fun to, to see the state farm arena rocking and roll. Like it was a party in there, uh, during those playoff games. So that experience, it bonds you, uh, young guys were able to, to learn. And, and, and so that's going to serve as well, I think this year, but the Eastern conference is tough 
and uh, it's going to be a long journey. But you know, I think Nate McMillan, our coaching staff, Travis, and of course our players are up for the challenge, and uh, it'll be fun to follow. All right, thank you again for doing this and and for taking on an important cause, Brent. All right, thank you for your time and, and allow me to come on here and uh, talk talk with you. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.